Alright, it's going now, I think. It's definitely going. Alright. Oh, well, I need you too, man. I missed you as well. Cool. So we'll make that. I need you, man. Starring me, me as Paul Rudd and you <laughs> as Jason Segel. <laughs> that doesn't make sense physically. <laughs> okay, I'll That's be almost an identical you. match. <laughs> you think about Paul Rudd and what's his name, Jason Segel? Their dimensions are pretty, pretty similar. I reckon. What? To, oh, those to you two. and I. Yeah. yeah. Who are you calling who? <laughs> Obviously, you're Jason Segel. Yeah, exactly. And I'm Russell Brandt. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, mate. Now, the first thing that I want to talk about today. Can you put this somewhere? Yeah, I can put it on my lap. Um, pro tip, if that comes out, it'll stop recording you. Sure. I want you to talk to me about what you posted the other day. I saw not much. Yeah. Just a, just a screen grab that you got fined yep. for exchanging free for coffee. Un- for, yeah. For rubbish. Yeah. For unlaw- you, unlawful trading otherwise. No I'll let else. you tell the story. Um, well, look, I'll preface this with saying that I definitely... Um, you could say I moaned about it on social media. I'm hoping that I didn't moan too much as use it as a reason to draw people's attention to rubbish at their local beach and kind of how crazily the bureaucracy has become. Yeah. But yeah. the fact is um, I was at home and just like at a pretty loose end over the summer break between Chrissy and New Year's. And I was noticing down at the beach that the rubbish was a lot worse than usual. Yep. And I've been building up the coffee side of things in the fire truck now. And the thing, two things kind of collided and I was like, I could go down to the beach. And up to this point, I had been organising cleanups where I'd go down to a beach, put a call out, out, people who would turn up would turn up, we'd all have coffee together and then go do a group run on the beach. And I thought I'd try something different and actually just park myself at the beach for a whole day or a whole morning. Yep and say, I'll be here serving coffee to people who bring me 30 pieces of rubbish. And just try and like experiment a little bit with putting a metric against picking up rubbish, which is otherwise kind of like, has a perceived value of zero. Like there's, you don't get any reward, you don't get any exchange for doing that other than the buzz of knowing it's the right thing to do. And that, as we know, is like not exactly, there's no ruler for that. You can't exactly quantify that. Um, So anyway, I did it for three days and it was a really good experience like it was I would call it a success how many coffees do you reckon you were making maybe like 10 to 15 each day which is like not that many when you draw it out over that's three to four hundred five hours but exactly it's like it's it's a lot of rubbish and there was genuinely like big piles of rubbish which I was just so psyched on I had leftover coffee from Toby's and like time up my sleeve and Mm. then the second day I parked I guess I parked, I probably parked a bit cheekily where I was definitely, it was like, it wasn't like <laughs> I just parked in the yeah. bloody middle of the... <laughs> in between the red and yellow flag. It's instantly like, <laughs> almost I wish I did because that would be such a cool photo, but um, no, not in that between be the red and yellow flags. Oh, oh, with the yellow flag. I'm going to have to buy my own red and yellow flags just to go set that up. I bet that's another crime. Probably get booked for that too. <laughs> Fake life-saving. Yeah. <laughs> um, the second day I parked in a way that made it quite tight to, uh, it, there was no, there's no loss of like space. No, there's def- no, what am I, I saying? Mean, there, was. there was a definite loss of space. There was one fire truck. <laughs> no loss of spaces. 
And down where I was at Curly, people parked there illegally, in inverted commas, according to the signposted directions, yeah. all the time, like constantly, because there's not enough white lines to cater for the amount of people that park there and for the space that's there to park in. So anyway, I didn't yeah. really think it would be huge drama to do what I did, but sure enough, by about 11.30, bearing in mind this is peak school holidays, like leave from work, everyone's home, everyone's in between things, everyone's at the beach. Yeah. So it got really busy really quickly, which was kind of the intention. Yeah, um, that's good for you. And some guy, um, some guy drove past and he like strode right up to me. And like, How steep was his neck crane out the window? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was full, it was full emu. It was like, <laughs> yeah, big time. And he's driving like a Mercedes C-Class at maybe, maybe at 2013 or 2014. So say what Ford you will drive. about that vehicle. No, it's like a, it's like a luxury sedan. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm guessing, yep. you know, no, no point in guessing, you know, things I don't know, social conjecture about this guy, but basically he like greasied me and then <laughs> came around the corner and had since like taken his shirt off, like for this exchange. And he had like some- taking his shirt off? He'd taken his shirt off and he had like- <laughs> Is he big? No, he's like, not really. He looks like he, he's How maybe old? 65 <laughs> and used to be jacked, but like 5'8", 5'9", and let it go 10 years ago. So it's like, I get that there's some residual, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, there's some, still some filling there, yeah. but like... Yeah. yeah, did not really warrant... Um, and it was crazy, man. You know, sometimes you can just like feel people before you even see them. Yeah. Or like when you see them, you don't need to know a thing about them to know that like... You, you when a crazy them. person looks at you, you're like... Crazy. You know they've seen you. Like you lock eyes with them, you're like, fuck, there's a lot of people around. Maybe they didn't notice that I was just looking directly into their <laughs> eyes. And you like look around for 10 seconds, yeah. then look back and they're just still bolting at you, you like, can, oh God. You can see behind their eyes without even moving. They've just added your name to a list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, he's come around the corner, like making a lot of, like energetically making a lot of noise. And I clocked him straight away. He's going, okay, here we go. This is going to be interesting. He's like, pretty interesting park you got here, mate. And I was like, yeah. Um, obviously I got the awning out and like, just trying to, uh, you know, balance Anyone things here. There? Yeah, I was making coffee for two people <laughs> who, who, who obviously said nothing, who obviously just said nothing and just phones out, pardon, parents waiting for their kids. Okay. Go on, go get 30 pieces of rubbish and the man will make you hot chocolate and like, it's like, yeah, cool, I get it. But also it's like, it seems like you just don't want to buy, buy the much of it. <laughs> How cynical is that? Did you baby chinos? <laughs> <laughs> of course I did. That was my most popular item. <laughs> Which is awesome, man, because it's kids and it's like... How many for a baby Infinitely more... <laughs> yeah. Same amount of effort when you're making it out of a fucking fire truck. <laughs> Oh, this is the best thing ever. Oh my God. Well, anyway, we this, haven't even got to the exchange. All right. This guy basically, he was just like strode right up, hands on hips, like pretty interesting park you got here, mate. Yeah, awnings out, just trying to pick up rubbish around here and like make coffee for people. I know it's like, I've been here since five in the morning. There was no one here when I got here sort of thing. And he's like, yeah, righto. Because a lot of people in here, like blah, blah, blah. Did he have tattoos? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, like, like shit tattoos, dude. I can like, picture this guy. I can oh, see shit. this I probably, um, No, fuck it. I'm going to say it. He had a barbed wire tattoo around his, like, a really thick one. A really thick green one. 
maybe it was a prison one actually it was quite green but anyway <laughs> like by one i was just like okay i can yeah i can intuit your level of creativity for the following since... conversation <laughs> <laughs> sorry for the bang there Listen. what did you do to my screen the fuck off, dude man. are you serious <laughs> We've all used that joke before. Well done. Great opportunity. <laughs> Not going to miss out on it. Uh, all right. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Five in the morning. You've been there since. Pretty interesting, Bart. Yeah. Um, anyway, he basically put the wind up me and then buggered off and retrieved his, like, nine-foot plastic mal and took off to harass people in the surf instead of the car park. But I was sufficiently rattled, and I was like, all right, I'm going to call it a day. This has been pretty good. Like, I'll quit while I'm ahead sort of thing. Yeah. You don't want, um, you don't want like, the trouble if you're still there and he comes out of the surf. Yeah, and even though I didn't feel like, I didn't feel specifically threatened. I didn't feel like worried of some sort of consequences from this guy or anybody else if I didn't leave. But it just like injects that new energy into it and you're just like, the, I don't feel good anymore. Like this yeah. just doesn't feel good anymore. Yeah, which shit. is such a shame. Yeah. Because what's that guy trying to achieve from it? He's... You're trying to do a good thing and straight away he's just like... Mate, he's having, a shit, he's having a shit life somewhere outside yeah. of Curl Curl. Which yeah. is like... Anyway. It caused for me not to like feel angry with that guy. Mm. Yeah, and anyway, then what happened? So then I turned up two days later to do it again and I was like, oh, I hope old mate doesn't come back down again. Um, and he didn't, but at about 9.30 in the morning which was felt like quite early because these are all public holidays. No mm. one's down early. Everyone's yeah. boozing it up and sleeping in. Um, and it, again, like the people that were down there, it had been awesome. And there were like kids everywhere, so much rubbish, what like felt like a big pile of rubbish. And then anyway, sure enough, a ranger came down um, and just came straight over. And I was like, oh, bugger, okay, I probably... Here we go. Here we go. Um, and... He basically said he that they had had a complaint about it. Like someone had specifically Must complained. Have been the guy, right? Well, he's literally the only person that I could think of who would have. I don't remember seeing him, but he could have easily seen me without me noticing him and then gone, that bloody you know, asshole's there again. Well, he could have even just like ha- have mentioned something on the day that you had your encounter with him. Like, let someone at the council or something know. Well, I asked that, and he, the ranger said, no, it was made this morning. Like, right. It was, like, half an hour. They, they had just had lightning response time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And basically, he took a bunch of photos. He was really nice about it, and he was like, I can see what you're doing here. I can also see the car park's pretty much empty. It kind of sucks to shut you down, but i got to shut you down. Yeah. And it was a really nice exchange, and I completely sympathised with him just doing his job. Yeah. It's, especially because it was, like, a little bit uncomfortable. There was a guy... Um, who I'd been chatting to for a, an hour or so, who kind of like arced up in my defence, and I was a bit like, "Oh no, you don't like, thank you don't so much, but you don't need yeah, to yeah. like, yeah, it's like not a big deal." Uh, which, but that was a really nice thing for him to have done anyway. Um, yeah, and so then I sh- I just packed up and whatever, figured I probably shouldn't go there again, and I haven't since. And then I rang up the council um, after the sixth or whenever most people went back to work. Yep. And then I spoke to two different people in two different departments who both said, oh, there's nothing, nothing being recorded. Um, from what you've told me, it sounds like there probably won't be. And they were really kind of encouraging about that not being a possibility. A findable effect. Yeah. Yep. Then I got home the other day 
from my trip to two fines. The first one, I've come in and mum and dad are like, oh, we, um, we saw a, a fine notice. And it. yeah, because it was getting soggy in the rain or something. It was for $1,800 and my license was suspended the day I got home. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like, what have I done and not realized? Like, what could this be about? And then phoned them up and turns out it was because I got summoned for jury duty like a year ago to an address that I was at a year before that is where right. they sent the correspondence and then started sending fines there as well when I didn't turn up. And then the so fines had amounted and then... Address of yours. Yeah, so Jeez. thankfully there was an electoral commission stuff up in my... Like, I had changed my details and they had still sent it to the old place. Yeah. So right, I, the, okay. the guy managed to basically, over the phone, he was super nice about it and it was the most amazing, like, Unexpected. Well, those phone, phone calls are usually so yeah, devastating yeah. where someone's like, look, not sure what I'm going to be able to do for you, blah, 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 tell you about how many hoops you have to jump through. And to. normally, like, for something that's such a simple explanation of, like, oh, I wasn't living there and I, I did change my address with you guys, it, it always seems like such an overwhelming task to try and convey that information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just seems like you've got to jump through so many fucking loop, like, hoops before you can even just get an outcome. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Anyway, polar op- that the opposite of that happened, and this yeah. guy was just like, "Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I'll see what I can do." Yep. All right. Cool. I've um I've pulled that off, and you know made sure that you, you your license is back on notice or whatever. Um, and what do you want to do about the other fine that's on here? And I was like, "Oh, what other fine? <laughs> I didn't know about it at that stage." Yeah. He's like, "Oh, I can see a fine here for two hundred and twenty dollars for unlawful trading down at Curl Curl." Oh, you got a cool truck. And I was like, oh, thanks, dude. And then he's like, he basically gave me his own little spiel about the bollocks that it was over the phone. He's like, what, they find you for picking up rubbish, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, you definitely got to lodge a, um, a leniency thing, which I've done because I got the paper one in the mail, yeah. which is when I posted. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, like, it's a, sh- it, it's a really shit demonstration of like bureaucracy gone wild. Well, do you know? But what I cr- expect a good. I'd expect a positive outcome. The craziest thing is that <laughs> you've gone down there not seeking to make any financial gain from this endeavor. You're you're seeking, as we were talking about at the start of this, you're trying to come up with another way that you can quantify just that the feeling of positivity you get from feeling that you're doing the right thing. You've yeah. tried to quantify that in an exchange of goods by making coffee off just off your own time. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've now t- tried to hit you with a financial penalty mm. because if you, were, if you were down there probably selling it for money, I reckon it'd be like, it'd be harder for you to get done because they you're not unlawfully trading. Well, so this is where there is a minor complication to this yeah. story, oh, which is God. that, well, I had like, because I have no other method of distribution with all of the stuff I've been making out of recycled neoprene, I thought like, there can't really be a law. Is there a, what's like car boot selling all about? Like people, Yeah. I know that's usually about stolen whatever, <sighs> buying it under a bridge, but I was like, if I just have this stuff out, because like people, I use it in my like coffee service yeah. and in cleanups and stuff. And I had made bags to give to people as in like, take this bag, go and fill it up. Basically, they're playing with it the whole time going, what is this thing? And then I'm like, oh, it's an old wetsuit, blah, blah, blah. Oh, cool. Can I like buy one? Sure. <laughs> it's just like an easy yeah. opportunity. But um, I think could possibly complicate the... Wow. Yeah. Really? 
Well, I don't know. And, what, and I have to be clear. What? I haven't volunteered that information. I won't like deny it if they yeah check like check in on it. But I'm not going to volunteer it. Because I wasn't like making money, like yeah. That's another thing that's just been cost me a lot of money yeah. to just recycle wetsuits and turn them into other st- other, other things, things like other products. That's uh, that owes me a lot. If you're gonna yeah, know, if you're gonna put money on if it. you're gonna put money on it, yeah. Jeez. But I don't put money on either of those things, which yeah, is like I know. why it's And like, that's the crazy like thing that it could potentially cost you. Like it could come back to bite you, like in a financial way because you've actively like tried to well not maybe not actively sidestepped that as being your primary motivation but like you've tried to have that sit alongside just like doing the right thing yeah yeah <laughs> and, it, and yeah uh, exactly it's just like it's it's a question of sustainability because you can't do charitable things without some sort of you know, something coming back in your direction so yeah. that you can do them for longer. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like a real problem and it's obviously, yeah, know, yeah, it speaks for itself. Mate, mental, well. But but I'm kind of like, like I say, I'm expecting a positive outcome. I've gotten the thing saying, in, you know, we'll get back to you in 42 days um, and what I wrote down and the photos that are there, I'm like confident that it'll get resolved and the system can't cater for obscurity and this is like the most obscure thing which is kind of cool for me it's yeah. a cool feeling to think like okay i'm in i'm exploring some undiscovered realm of legislation where this is bollocks but apparently i owe the government 220 dollars. so like it's kind of it's just like so what's your strategy to do in between now and then when this gets resolved put the brakes on it yeah i've been just doing them alone <coughs> again and it's just like rather than trying to get other people involved. I'm like afraid now, even if I organize a, another group cleanup, then, you know, there could be some other situation. And if it compounds the, you know, um, the Is trouble it, I'm wait, in, so it's not worth it. If you like, okay, but so the two situations that you've described, the first you said, let's all meet here. Let's mm-hmm. go and clean up the beach together. I'll make some coffee for you afterwards. The second one, you sort of manned the coffee set up mm-hmm. and didn't have just like lead out a one time, one group. Yeah, yeah. Sweep essentially. Exactly. And exactly. then you all ha- had coffee after. It's like just doing any other activity and then meet, going yep. and having a coffee after. Yeah. This time you just, it was dribs and drabs. So, not yeah. all a collective. Yeah, correct. Is that the pretty well the only difference? Uh, yeah, but in that, the people who were coming in when I was just stationed, a lot of them were just strangers. Like they didn't, where if I put something out on Instagram, for example, a lot of people will hit me up saying, cool, I'm coming, um, see you there. And I can get an idea of who's gonna be there. And I'm gonna know them when they turn up because they're people in my community already. But then just stationing yourself there was almost, like a few people stopped by, but it was mainly just total strangers who happened upon it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the but that is di- the only difference, yeah. So it's amazing that, like, was what you are doing the first time still considered unlawful trading? Cause Probably. You, but isn't that just you saying, hey, I've got some coffee, I'll, I'll make you some? Yeah. That's what I mean. It's like, I love that there's this crazy blurry line there. It's like, what's going on there? Do you want a coffee? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Have you got it? Yeah, I'll make it for you. Yeah. You can't do that. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you can't offer to make you made a coffee? Yeah. 
Yeah. Because you've engaged in an activity yeah. beforehand? What? Right. Isn't that what you do every time you have a coffee with a friend? It's yeah. Good. What? Yeah, exactly. Like, this is what I mean, is it's like, it's a... Am I allowed to, like, make you a cup of tea at my own house? I guess, like, talk me through your OH&S systems and, like, let me see your HACCP certificate and we'll talk. Maybe I'll have a sip. Is that where we're at? Is <laughs> that a technically do. speaking unlawful trade? <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't know where the line is. Like, I know that's not where it is. You're talking about like two different sides of the line, right? Yeah, well, this is, but we're trying to find that line. That's, That's what we're trying to find, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. So this is crazy. So you've established the two baselines being like, one's in your house with a yeah. person you know. It's got to be, I know there's stuff to do with, um, with liability of public spaces. Really boring stuff, but important stuff right. like that. If so something if I... free goes wrong, who's going to pay for whoever's life gets ruined? Which yeah. is kind of sad that that is the only important denominator of every public gathering, but like... Yeah. Fuck. But you know, if someone gets hurt, they're going to want some money. Because <laughs> that's going to bring back the happiness. I'm really interested to see how that pans out for you, Rolls. I expect a good outcome, dude. That's... It, and also, um, some MP uh, who represents manly in the new south Wales state government or something yeah. commented saying like let me know if it doesn't work out really yeah which is really cool well, so i definitely thing. will yeah like that's why i've also i've kind of got half a mind to say to you like just keep going mm. and just like do it and like try and get some publicity around it because if you like we do keep getting slapped with this stuff i mean like that's the risk is you just keep getting fined yeah and then it doesn't come back in your favor and all of a sudden you owe like three thousand dollars because you've been pinged like 15 times yeah 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 <laughs> you know there's a really cool story about uh, that i read a few months ago about a guy i think out in the goldfields in wa lives on a station like essentially by himself he's, I think he's a pensioner yeah and he basically li he lives in a caravan um, and built a, he erected himself, he's a pretty elderly guy I think, but erected himself a shade awning type situation over his caravan for when it gets to 50 degrees out there because he's an old man living by himself in a caravan he doesn't yeah. want to. He's accrued like $60,000 of fines because they keep fining him for not having a building permit and he's like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I don't have the money, no. Uh, I'm gonna die if I don't do this. Actually, so, so cool. He talk to you later. Permit to do what? To erect to it. put this shade over his caravan so that he doesn't cook in the summer. Oh right. So he, sorry, he constructs it from outside the caravan. It's just like a structure that sits yeah, over exactly, it. like a carport. Kind yeah, of thing. right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what I thought about when I read that story? What's the line between that and art? It's a sculpture. Like that's another blurry line. That's Why do I need a building permit? It's it's a, it's not it's not for anything. It's art. But also like, yeah. And where's the line between just saying when it's so evidently not affecting anyone else's life? Yeah. He's literally on his own. Like he must what? No one else around him. It's got to come back to the money that if something happened and he got hurt his life insurance would probably be void or something like that. Or the life, or the insurers would go to the council and say like, this thing that you sanctioned Did was unsafe. So now you owe us his life insurance yeah. money. And it's just this like constant race of who's going to pay for someone's pain. Just 
yeah, just shirking liability. Yeah. Or like just. Yeah. Fuck. It's crazy. <laughs> well, I don't know, Ben. I don't know. It, 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 it is an opportunity to try and draw attention to it, though. I'm not sure what's going to happen. Mm. But taking off, like, it's, it, I think that, um, well, that's always been my thought about it is that it's kind of a, it's kind of a good thing because I don't, I don't think that I will ever have to pay this fine. I feel pr- sufficiently annoying that I'll, I'll like, I'll pursue it to the point where I don't have to. But to be uh, like the castle. <laughs> well, I'm confident in the system to Take account to the for these sort of things. Yeah. <laughs> Straight to camp, exactly right. I know you've got a lot on your plates, but fuck all of that. <laughs> I've got a problem. Um, yeah. But it's a cool, it's like a cool, it's, just such it's a, a funny story. Though. Yeah, exactly. It's such a statement. Exactly, it's crazy. Oh, mate, I don't know. Crazy world. I yeah. want to make, I think I should probably make, because when I go in a couple of months, I really want to do, I'm, well, I'm going to do cleanups like every place I stop. And I really want to, like, whoever's around, come and join in kind of thing and make it a, a bit of a tour that way. Yeah. Um, and so it could be, it's kind of a cool starting, like, narrative for a yeah. trip like that. Yeah. Because I doubt that's going to be a problem as soon as you leave a metropolitan city. I reckon. Right? Like, yeah. it's such a city thing to just it's have, like, these thing. crazy rules, these crazy traps that are just helpful to nobody, but apparently keeping everyone employed and insured. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's just because the understanding of a community is just so distorted in a city? Like, to the point, like, it's not like a small town. Yeah. Where, like, it's quite tangible because you can sort of see the perimeter of it. Yeah. You can see, like, the borders of that community. So, like... I think, um... I think it's just, it's because of the volume of people, I reckon. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like when you're, oh, sorry. Yeah. When you're in like the fucking flesh and bones of like a city of millions of people, you can't see like the borders of what, like what this community is. Like you can't see the boundaries. You're just like walking around being like, what community? I don't know. I don't fucking know that person or that person or that person or that person. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And so that, it just sort of gets a bit lost. Mm. And that's why all of this bureaucracy is so easy to exist and to like maintain itself because it's all just like they're like the fucking layers that have just are sitting between all of these different communities. Like people have just lost sight of the bigger picture. Yeah, there's no room left for discretion because yeah. too much discretion from too many different people with different but, yeah. morals. There's not like an omniscient like you think about like the sheriff in like a small American town, like the, the big presence that just like knows mm. the dynamics of the community, knows all the families and like can sort of see the bigger picture and be like, okay, I can make like a, a bit of a judgment about something that might've happened. Yeah, Because yeah, I yeah. can see it existing in the context of everything that's going yep, on. Yeah, and everyone else is like, yeah, sheriff's a good bloke. Yeah, like yeah. he's, yeah, we, we trust him to yeah, and he's like, exercise correct discretion. I know, I know discretion. the town doesn't have a problem with it. So like, cool, keep doing it. Yeah. Whereas, like, we're just, like, we don't know. We're, we're guessing, making so, guesses about Okay, so think. then the problem with that is the, is trust, right? Like, is, yeah. when you're in that small community, you can allow the discretion because you trust in the people that have it. When, like, yeah. you have good faith in your community that you see and experience yeah. constantly. Yeah, so when you're listless, or not listless, but completely unaware of what community you lie in because 
so many are laid. I like that analogy that they're all layered on top that then all of them become invisible because yeah. you can't see one from the other. And then you're a massive liability. There can be no room for discretion because... But then, so then you just lose all trust in well, everybody. It's because the people whose jobs it are to Jesus. try and make the judgments, like the ranger that came down and, and sympathised with your situation. But, like, that's such an interesting case because he's enforcing the rules, mm. as, in a sense. But what's his relationship to who's making the rule? As in, like, could he have gone back and said, oh, there was no trading, it was like a... No, but like, exercise. I just mean like the lines of communication. Like who has the last say or where the, yeah, does the discretion yeah. lie? Yeah. Well, like it's just, he's like that guy that came, the ranger that has the conversation on the ground with you and other people in that predicament. Like how many steps are there between that person and where those decisions around what's the best judgment for this? Mm. Like what are we, who's speaking on behalf of I guess the wider community there going nah that's where we draw the line we we won't sanction that yeah that's you're talking about the council well yeah and above the, you know I mean like because they're they're just trying to fall in line with what they think's the the public good I guess in a sense. yeah but I mean too often the public good is actually represented by the private enterprise like yeah you know, that's power. what I'm getting to yeah <laughs> Yeah, I get, but that's what, it's kind of, um, isn't that just like a really, di- isn't this a diluted demonstration of lawmaking where like something happens that hasn't happened before and no one knows how to yeah. legislate around it and what the rules are. So you like apply the rules that fit closest to it before you can make new ones yeah. for if and when the situation happens yeah. again. Well, that's why I see you as like, as like, um the main dude from the castle. Like, I want to see you take this to the high court, mate. Just park, just park the fire truck at Curly and just refuse to move it. You're a trailblazer. I've got the sticker. Yeah, you're a trailblazer. That's a really big word. Thanks. You got a fire truck. <laughs> I felt so conspicuous driving that truck after the fires. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of not recognisable as a fire truck now. Which is not anymore. A good thing. Um, now, look. This this podcast wouldn't be timely if we didn't talk about coronavirus. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm having some trouble with this one. What's okay. wrong? I don't know where I'm at with it. Um, like whether you've got it or I don't have it. I'm <laughs> pretty confident I don't have it. Yeah. Okay. I'm just like. I'm not sure about like what I think about the coverage of it Mm. or like I just need some help I just need to flesh everything about it out okay because you're probably asking the wrong guy for help but definitely will flesh it out because while I'm you know saddened that people have passed away with this virus it seems to me like we've lost a little bit of context about other things that are killing as many, if not significantly more human lives. Mm. Like malaria is responsible for millions of deaths every year. Yep. And like this thing's killed what, in the single digit thousands so far? I think like... But isn't that because, yeah, I think it's like 2000 cases or something. 
Yeah. But isn't that because it's because there's no treatment for it? There's no cure. There's no. Well, there's no vaccine for it. Right. But I'm still of the understanding that the mortality rate is still very low, like less than three or four percent. I read it today. It's two percent. Two percent. And SARS was ten percent. Okay. So, so this is again why I asked the question. Like, that's a great example. It's it's one fifth of the mortality rate of SARS. It's killed, admittedly, yes, in the thousands, but that's 0.001% of what malaria kills every year. Yeah. Are we, am I naive in saying that we're talking it up a little bit? Well, they're still like, it's not like no one's working on malaria. It's like everyone's tools down to work on coronavirus. Uh, I see what you're saying. It's just like, but my fear is that I, I can appreciate that there needs to be a coordinated health response to this, and that's great. But like, it's now affecting me. Like, I was at a wedding over the weekend, and people were talking about it in the speeches of weddings. Like, the discourse around this one virus. What do you mean? How, like, like <laughs> in a toast or something? Like, like, how do you weave that into a line? Like, some, I don't know. Just. Not a, a, yeah, like a poor joke. Yeah, right. You know, kind of like trying to give some context to the era that we yeah. live in yeah. sort of thing. I don't know. But I'm like, I'm worried that discourse has entered a realm where we've like really, like just... Just lapped up the media about it and well, just taken just on like the hysteria? to the point where, like I was watching the news last night and we were talking about like, it's talking like coronavirus is potentially going to have a more devastating effect on Australia's economy than the bushfires. Yeah. But... That's pretty black and white, though. Yeah, but I'm also like... That, like, are we are we instantly forgetting the devastation of the bushfires now? Because we're talking about a new disease that has a low mortality rate, hasn't actually, relatively speaking killed too many people hasn't as far as I know killed anyone in Australia mm. bushfires killed like 28 or 30 people or something mm. like mm. are we getting to that point now where we're do you know when like things enough times pass that you start can conceive of those things again as like the word you read in the paper it's just the bushfires yeah and you forget like what it felt like to be walking around the city on those fucking smoky days or heaven forbid being on the front line and losing houses and losing mm. lives mm. like kind of thing I don't know it's just uh, yeah that's true I hadn't I hadn't thought about it like that I've been worried about the way it's been I've just been worried about the hysteria but on a like I was at work the other day and one of the boys came in and he's like you guys listen to the radio the news today like apparently World Health Organization's declaring a pandemic. And that's not the case. Like the World Health Organization has not declared a pandemic yet. They've discussed it and they've said, it's looking like that, but they hadn't. Yeah. And he had been listening to some tabloidy news radio about that were just beating it up and basically fueling this crazy hysteria. But I hadn't thought about it in terms of um, taking attention away from the bushfires. But, it, but it's also like, it's, for me, it's such a fruitless conversation because what can you do other than just be like, oh my God, coronavirus is Could, around. Couldn't you say the same thing about the bushfires? If you well, live in a city 
and it's this shit horrible thing that you keep hearing about but you're like well, I, what do you I want feel, me to do about it? I feel it? like the causal chain between myself and the bushfires is a little bit more tangible than mm. myself and coronavirus mm. yeah that's true that's true you know and like but, I, that, but you're out in the bush a lot and like not everyone is yeah but I mean in, this, in the sense that like I feel decisions I make affect the environment around me. Yeah, right. You actually do have an influence on it. Whereas, like, you know, coronavirus, whoever the first human that contracted wasn't, like, seeking it out. Mm, mm. (laughs) Wasn't seeking to infect thousands of people around the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Ah, yeah. That's, that's so, you make very good points, <laughs> as always. But I hadn't thought about that. I hadn't thought about, like, I hadn't thought about it taking attention away from the bushfires. I hadn't thought about, you are right, like, that is the same. There's a sequence of influence that you can have on the bushfires, as in it's part of the climate and it's how you live affects the, the climate. You live in, yeah. Yeah. And also that, like, the coronavirus is part of biology. That's part of the climate, too. Like, it's just, like... Humans don't have to take too many hits for the team, you know, that's not really yeah. our style. So every now and then, yeah. shit comes along, but it's crazy how quickly, because you can say that about bushfires or a virus, but it's crazy how short our attention spans are for it. It kind of like, it seems to it makes sense to me in that it's so depressing and you hear about it too many times, just like, okay, enough. But, yeah. um, but I don't know where the conversations, like, what is, what else is there to ha- talk about yeah other than that, like yeah it's happening yeah people oh like, mate preaching to the choir 100 <laughs> percent. this is why i find talking to most people very hard because <laughs> it's all I'm thinking about <laughs> i don't know i don't know man look i just i kind of want to put the coronavirus conversation to bed i don't like having the conversation anymore but so people right, engage with to. me about it i'm like i don't want to talk about it yeah but isn't that even that's a funny thing because then you're the weirdo it's like, mm, weird. Like, what have you got it? What, you got a fucking key gas immune system, you dig it? <laughs> <laughs> Look, mate, I take my tablets, all right? I don't need this conversation. Friends spoil my beer. Oh, mate. All right, anyway, I'm done. Unless you got anything else you need to run by me. I feel um, like we've covered some deep terrain. You, you made me... Um, you made me think of um, something... Fuck, what was it? Maybe I don't have anything, though. <laughs> you were telling you needed to oh, yeah, no. after me. Yeah, no, I've remembered that, <laughs> ironically. No, what I was going to say, we were talking about, I can't remember what we were talking about specifically, but as far as needing... <laughs> so at all, neither. <laughs> but as far as needing to mandate immediate widespread behavioural change and like implement something straight away, the be- I read the best example of it from this magistrate who's now retired, but there's this notorious guy from The Hunter, um, mm. And he was talking about, he talked about some interesting shit. He was talking about jails and about how, like, if you want people locked up, you have to be okay with living by a jail or having jails in our communities. Otherwise, like, it's kind of crazy to expect that we can just do the same thing that we do with our rubbish and just out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. He, I think he was, I think this was an environmental, like, opinion piece. But he's talking about when seatbelts came into um, law for every vehicle. In whenever it was, the 80s or something, or 70s? In the 90s. Was it the 90s? 80s or the 90s. 
Actually, no, I 90s hope it was wasn't the 90s. It must have been the, the trivia 80s. question the other night about wearing helmets while riding a bike. Oh, that okay, was the right. 90s. Okay. Seatbelts must have been the 70s or 80s, yeah. I'd guess, I would say. But basically, people reacted so badly to that because they didn't have to do it. And they were like, what do you mean I need a seatbelt? And like, it was this massive problem for everyone who already had a car who had adopted a habit and didn't want to change it. Mm. But like factually and irrefutably, it causes a massive reduction in mortalities on the road. Yeah. And the exact same thing, actually now I remember what it was talking about. It was talking about putting breathalyzer units in cars. Yeah. As in like... To make that compulsory. Like yeah, the exactly. Ones like you, every new car, every old car gets retrofitted, but you cannot start your car without it, regardless of whether you've been convicted of a DUI or not. This is just the, how it is now. And like the fact that that would remove some crazy percentage of road accidents and so, an even crazier percentage of road fatalities. But everyone's like, you think about suggesting to someone of that, and they're like, no way. What are you talking about? Like, fuck that. So what, but it comes down to impinging upon freedom. But like... But Look, that, yeah. I, if, if they put that in now, like, I'd be more than happy to have. Yeah. It sounds like the benefits of saving lives far outweighs the... Yeah, Your like, convenience or comfort. Yeah. yeah. And it's also like, that's the law, mate. If you're over the, over the limit, why are you trying to start the car anyway? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> the further you are over that limit, obviously, like, the less willing to communicate... Yeah. <laughs> against the idea yeah far out but you think about that in terms of like if we were to implement a really revolutionary suite of new legislation about climate change and about like how we all have to live now how you have to register your car to only drive two days a week and if you're caught driving outside you'll get a fine Sim- simple as that just like every other road rule yeah. stuff like that like really stuff that you could adapt to really easily but it just seems like such a major extreme change to can like what did you just say you said like it's a perceived freedom and it's like well what is freedom it's like do you want freedom yeah. now or the freedom to like give yeah. a life to your grandkids later it's, but that that driving the car one is is such a like pertinent pertinent example because if you think like I can imagine them sitting down and like okay could we feasibly bring this in as a policy people can only drive two days a week that's mm. like you can only that's the way it's going to be now and people would be like the defences or the counters that argument would be no I need my car for work I need my car to do this like and it would be reasons that are already built upon the fact that they've become commonplace like people are used to having that yeah. freedom and needing to drive We're like I need my car to get to work not like I can understand well, that yeah if you really do you probably work too far away yeah but it, it would also like have the benefit of forcing governments to make you know, build better tra- public transport yeah and try and like it would be something where you'd have to suffer for a bit for long term consequences yeah It'd be such a short pathway as well in that, because that, that's, I've never, that was just a random example that I yeah. thought of. But in that example, you think about like how many people would then get on a bike and ride to work and how their quality of life might go from either a plateau or like a downward trend to suddenly it's like a spike and it goes back up and they're just feeling like happier and their body's working better and they're performing better in everything that they're doing. And suddenly it's like this tiny little change for like an infinite positive outcome but like you know I don't want to I can't speak for everyone but if if that just became a law you like 
defences against it would have to just be worked out anyway. Do you know what I mean? Right, exactly. And you would, you would. Like, if you needed, if you, if you genuinely choice, needed your car, you'd probably be able to appeal to your employer to pay for your car to be on the road for extra days or ask them for a car that they register under a business, yeah. whatever. Or, or, like, if your problem was logistics or, like, needing to move stuff around, you just, like, you'd just have to try and coordinate a, a schedule where, like, you could still do that stuff yeah. on two days a week. Yeah. It's just that the other ones you need to figure it out. Or if you live with someone that also had a vehicle registered, you could do four days between them. I can never tell if, though, if this is like, if this is red hot for people like you and I to even have this conversation. I know, neither can I. But but I can't tell whether, because we don't live, you know, in a, in a suburb further away from the CBD and we don't have 10 kids to look after and whatever. Whether we're being really narrow-minded. Exactly, like how, how easy it is to say when we don't face, like I drive the truck like once a week to run the batteries if I'm not driving yeah. it on, like out on a trip. Yeah. And it's, so if that came in, I feel like I'm kind, of, kind of like insulated to it. But that's so privileged because I don't have a bunch of errands that I have to run every day in a car. Yeah. So I can never tell like, whether you're no, I feel the even same sort of, to discuss yeah. it. Yeah, but my philosophy with that is that, you know, even if we're saying things people would disagree with, our endeavour here is to at least just talk about them, think about them, try yeah. and understand them more. Even if we're not understanding them correctly in other people's that's what really, world views. Yeah, totally. That's what really worries me about this loss of trust and just how like hostile everyone kind of is to each other. Because... It means you can't, like, it, it really prohibits exploration of ideas, even if you've got no agenda. Yeah. You don't want to hurt anybody. That's the last thing you want to do. You just want to learn new stuff, but you're worried about inflaming somebody's yeah, exactly. life or whatever. You worry about exploring the wrong and side th- of, a, of a, any matter. Well, that's getting worse because, yeah. like, people's ability to perceive incoming harm from somebody or the absence of it is getting worse because we're losing trust we're on our phone so much more you don't know your neighbors and stuff we don't have the community and so now like our tolerance levels are non-existent well it's also like your capacity to be publicly shamed now is so much greater than and it's ever recorded been. forever and recorded yeah. forever shame forever so like you used to like you know there might have been you can imagine a scenario like at a party 10 years ago you've just like you're a bit pissed I'm sure this has happened to me you've said something maybe a bit out of line and people around you have just kind of been like oh come on mate like you can't you can't say that or yeah, whatever yeah. and you're like oh fuck shit like I won't say it again yeah. no, you know and even not not something like being slanderous or anything like that just having a conversation with people around you and then people have like called you out and been like oh no like you know and explained it to you in that way yeah you know why they might have reacted like that and then you've just gone oh, okay that's your opportunity there in those dynamics to like understand it more appreciate other sides of the coin and be like oh, okay never had never thought about that or considered that now i know yeah whereas like now it's so much harder to have you, you can't afford to have those little trip ups on the way on your path of trying to understand a yeah topic. totally and it's all just cru- crucified. It's all, the crazy thing is, is that it's also an opportunity for the person reprimanding you 
to change your mind to align with theirs so that they don't feel offended in the future and their cause gets represented yeah. by more people. But you're not going to achieve that by like jumping down somebody's throat. You're going to achieve that with sensitivity and like kindness and being like, I appreciate you had no idea that you were just being offensive, but here's why it is offensive to yeah. these people or whatever. And it's a great opportunity to represent the cause rather yeah. than just like be super hostile and aggressive about exactly. it. Exactly. You don't make any friends doing that. Uh, so I feel like a good example of this is old mate in the car park, like charging around the corner and just, it was immediate hostility. There was like yeah. zero room, zero tolerance for it to be a friendly thing. Whereas like, it just didn't have to be. If he'd come at you and be like, oh mate, just, just so you know, like you are getting in the way of like people wanting to come down, come down the beach. Totally. Yeah. He could have, he could have told me off in a way more meaningful and way nicer way. He could have come up and said, hey look dude, uh, I can see what you're doing, but I got. I'll admit to you. I was pissed off when I drove past because I saw you. I felt like this. Whatever, whatever. I'd just be considerate of that next time. He could still clip me, and I'd be like, "Oh fuck!" I'm taking on board a lot more. Yeah, the dissy guy coming with a head full of steam, just needing to get it off his chest. Interesting park, right? <laughs> fuck off. All right, mate. Well, we've come full circle. <laughs> so done. Done. See you. See you.